We went for ice cream. 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 We went for ice cream with Joseph Tom Joseph. We're still alive, but we're really busy. That could be the title for this. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the title for this? Laughing one? in the face of doom. I'm laughing, yeah, it feels like it this week. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Hey everybody, we're back for wait. Yeah, right. Last week was demoy. The beta. It was yeah, like the, beta, the beta, and like podcast. this week is episode one. Of going for ice cream. Yeah, uh, we went for ice cream. We finally did it. <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah, and this time things are working well, I guess. Yeah, better than last time. Last time. We had a few kinks to iron out. Yeah, and it seems like, yeah, it seems to be working. That's good. Yeah, all right. So I guess it's been a week, so let's start off with like, well, how's your week been then oh, for yourself? Excellent. Um went golfing i saw that on social media that's yeah. why i really like it on instagram just saw you go for a few swings yeah uh it was a lot of fun went to delacour um which is like just off of uh country hills boulevard um and then going like on some range road it was actually a little bit windy when we started and then like it um and people were wearing jackets and stuff i was like no <laughs> I refuse. I refuse yeah. to wear jackets. No, it was it was great. And this stopped on. And that was Sunday. Uh that was Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Okay. Oh no, it hasn't stopped. Okay. This is freaking me out. <laughs> I was like, all these lights going off in front of you. Well, no, it was just like not moving on the screen. So I was like, getting paranoid. Stop. Just stop recording. And I shot under 100, but well, I shot 99. So, like, one shot under 100, well, like 99 strokes. So, whatever that is to like seven, uh, a par 72. 72. So, so you're like so, averaging like two to three over each one? Yeah, about that. That's not bad, actually. I got, well, it's okay. For, for a weekend warrior, right? Like, you don't do it frequently. So, no, not as frequently as I want to. Like, we were <laughs> golfing with a guy who golfs every day every damn day yeah because he's a retired police officer oh get on him then yeah who worked in uh, narcotics so like, now he oh, gets the good stuff yeah, right? <laughs> you always have to test the stuff when you use them just to make yeah. sure <laughs> although working in narcotics too it could be a lot of like hassle dealing with how people react in certain ways all those people tripping but I'm guessing you'd be more so catching the perps or selling their narcotics more than anything. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what was he saying? He was just saying like that it was just he never he didn't really talk about it, but we didn't really bring it up either. It was just it would just been would have been wild to hear some of the stories that he has. Well, just like because he was a cop during the 80s and 90s oh, and sure. early so that'd 2000s, be, right? That'd be way so, different for each of those decades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd see like a drastic sort of difference. And also the change in the uh, the type of 
uh, drugs you'd have to deal with probably. Like you think 80s, like, oh, yeah, yeah cocaine's going to be huge at this point. But then you go into early 90s and late 90s is like, oh, yeah, heroin got really big. Yeah. And plus, like, he was in Winnipeg. I think he said he started in Winnipeg at the time. I was like, <laughs> Oh, here's a good question for you talking about drugs. Is there any drug that you would never do? Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I don't – well – one of them was probably heroin. I, I would never do that. Oh, see, that's funny because I always said I would do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, mostly because, like, I'm afraid of needles, so there's <laughs> no way, like... We yeah. had this discussion for me where, like, I get the afraid of needles and also you get, like, the one tainted needle, you're screwed. But I was thinking, oh we had this old conversation in a culinary school of, like, what drugs would you not do? And people were saying, like, no, I'll never touch cocaine. Or, like, no, I wouldn't do this. And I'm like, ah, I'd probably do heroin. Everyone stopped silent of, like, this guy's fucking weird. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, on my deathbed, though. Like, just go out with oh, a bang. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Cut the tension a total different way after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm just sounding like a doped up guy right now. It's like, Woo. it's like, no, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me just, on my let me just build up bed. that little bit of dark humor right now. Just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally do it. On my deathbed, guys. God, chill. <laughs> yeah, calm down. It's fine. That's cool, though. So, yeah, yeah, you guys see. And then how many of you guys were in a group uh, at, a, at your tea time, I would say? It was uh, three of us. Yeah. I, and I think that was the last tea time for the morning that I got. I don't know how I got it. I just happened to like, what day was that on? That was on Wednesday last week. It? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is really late. I would say, yeah, because you probably need at least a week in advance, um, depending on where you go. Necessarily. Like, the further you get out of town, like, we we sometimes go to Lyalta, a course in Lyalta, and it's really easy to get a tea time there. And that's only like... A 25-minute drive outside of the city. That's not bad at all. Like, everyone... Yeah. Everyone stays... Central. Like, very central. And, like, doesn't go outside of the city very much. So, it's just... It's great for that. Like, you, like as soon as you try any other courses uh, outside of the city, super easy to get a tea time. Drank a lot, though? No. Uh, two beers each each nine not bad at all or two drinks each nine yeah because otherwise yeah you're shooting over that hundred then oh yeah <laughs> well yeah like i've been i've been stoned on a golf course before and just played terribly because like <laughs> it's so hard to concentrate it's, and then you realize like how much concentration you need to golf uh when you do something like that you're like holy fucking shit this requires a lot of attention a little dexterity for sure and then also like yeah, yeah just you tweak the wrong thing and there goes your back maybe oh yeah yeah that happened to somebody that i was golfing with like on the second on the second hole he was like my back man i gotta go I was oh like, no oh, so what was be four of you and then it went down to three there was only two of us and we were golfing with another twosome and so i just had to like do it with the two of them yeah cool cool how about yourself how was your week my week is getting more and more interesting the weekend was great though like oh great so i did have to end up working an extra shift on the saturday i just picked up an extra six hours because we're a little shy on staff some people are going on vacation so i was like yeah no worries i can help out yeah so you remember um uh, Steve Brown, he's gone on vacation to visit his fam jam with his girlfriend right now. Oh, yeah. And then uh, a new guy, Miguel, is actually uh, just went on vacation too, uh, starting today. 
Um, and then yeah, so new like, guy uh, as in like n- n- uh, old Miguel with a mustache. No, 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 he did not come back. <laughs> no, know, no, this is new Miguel. Yeah. Yeah, I got to hang out with uh, my girlfriend and her family on the Saturday night. We went for a Korean food, really good restaurant. Um, nice. I got to look oh. up the name again if I'm going to share that one. Okay. Uh, but uh, it was a uh, her her sister's birthday, so we got to celebrate that with them. And nice. After that, we went back and passed out. Got up early to go down to uh, Prairie, which is a uh, crag that we climbed at. Oh, nice. And I got my ass completely handed to me. Like, <laughs> so I've been trying to push my grade and going into the 11s. And I've, yeah. I've on-sided, like I've mentioned with our little beta tester, where it was like, I got an 11A, which I don't consider myself in that grade, but I feel like yeah. I'm a little more confident trying some of those climbs. Mm-hmm. So we started off, I picked this stupid 10C to start warm up on. So I'm like, okay, how bad could it be? Oh my God, first climb of the day, fell right off of it. Like whipped right off of it and everything oh, no. it was a weird kind of like setup but it was fine and then i was like oh man i'm sh- all shook up and then i tried we we just did like uh three 10 uh 10c and 10bs to warm up on yeah the 10bs on site flashed them no problem read the beta just right felt good on rock i was like this is easy why did i pick the most horrendous 10c on this entire craig to like start on yeah so i was like all right whatever that like i feel more confident let's just Let's go up to our stuff because we put our stuff in one spot and then we did those climbs and then we went back there to chill out, get some food. It started raining for a bit so it kind of pushed us back so we couldn't climb right away. And this was on the Sunday and then we're like, okay, well, we need to get climbing. So Chelsea and I went down to this area to find an 11A. It's just like it's one big long cliff side that we follow through on. Went down to this area and we're like, okay, let's find this one that she used to project. It was called a Babe. I was like, it sounds really cool. I want to try it. We find it finally because it's hard to read rock. And like, you're looking at this little book and looking at the, trying to match the picture. Oh, the, the, the cliff face. Oh, you're my trying God. Trying to match them up. Like, I don't understand. I can't read this. Like, you're looking at Braille and trying to read like the impression, <laughs> impressions on that. Like, I don't know. So we think we're underneath the right one. And then also we hear the squawking. We're like, oh, shit, what's that? So we look up and where the hole is in the book that we're like trying to go off of a reference there's all these sticks sticking out of it. And as just before I ended up climbing it, yeah. these two huge ass ravens are in that freaking, Whoa. it was a nest. Oh, wow. And there's apparently babies in it. I didn't know it at the time because I was about to climb up it. Yeah. And I was like, do oh we risk this? Like, do we, if, because a lot of people want to probably climb that. So like, if I go up it, if the nest is empty, I was thinking like, oh, I'm sorry, mother nature. I'm just going to move these twigs and you have to leave and build your nest somewhere else. Yeah. Good thing I didn't do that because apparently last week we found out from other people that was at the Craig, they were dive bombing on people oh, climbing yeah. beside it. I was like, holy That's shit. the last thing you want is a raven dive bombing. The raven They're was so like, big. From my belly to like the top of my head was that, and the oh, wingspan yeah. was like, They're huge. Huge. I was like, That's almost like eagle size. Close to, and like, I, I, I don't want to deal with an eagle, but like, I don't want to deal with a raven any less than that, too. So we're like, okay, we went back up and we're like, we're not doing that shit. And like, <laughs> so good thing we didn't. And then we're like, okay, whatever. I'll just, uh, we ended up as a group because there was about seven of us. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's just do 11 Bs. Let's just try all these. I found this one. It was called Jester. And I was like, this sounds cool. Let me try it. Oh my God. That was the, one of the scariest and weirdest climbs I've ever tried. So I got like the first four bolts, no problem. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, it's this huge crux. So you have to go through like this big bulge of the cliff face. 
So like over over the cliff face and up. Yeah. So it's like it starts off as like a roof section that you just yeah. have to work around. But as you're going up it, you're like it's getting thinner and thinner holds, and you have nothing could. And then as you get high enough on it, you're like. I have nothing to clip off of and I still need to put the draw in before I can put my rope in. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I can't do this. I kept on trying and trying and I couldn't do it. So I was like, all right, I cheated it. So I don't count this as a good send. So I just picked up the stick clip that we use and it's just like for safety. I clipped it in, tried climbing through it, couldn't figure it out. Stick clip the next one, tried to figure it out, couldn't do it. Go down and I was like, man, that was terrible. And then other people were doing fine on their 11Ds, but I was so burnt out after I was like trying them. I was like, Holy crap, these are a little bit better, but I'm so tired from trying mine that I can't climb anything else. People even tried the one that I was on, like, that's hard. That was hard for 11D, and I was like, yeah, okay, it's not just me then. It's not just my weak ability, it's actually difficult. So, got my butt handed to me, and I learned a lot, but definitely would go back at some point. I'm in no rush to get back there. Yeah, it's always good to, like, uh, especially in, in something like that, to, like, push yourself to try something new and then see how far you can get on it knowing that like oh i am i'm not gonna make it but like at least let's see how far i can get yeah you don't know you're gonna make it until you actually try right so yeah it was was nice that we had this other gentleman with us named miguel and he sends hard so he can climb up to 12 or even some he was trying a 13a while we were there because somewhere he had it set up he's like i just want to give it a shot he made it over like halfway on it before he whipped he did such a good job on it so like, whip doesn't like so it's um, called the whip when you're above the draw and so like the bolts here you're here and when you let go of the cliff face you whip down and back around oh, so that's why it's called the whip just because so he's doing that because he doesn't feel safe to continue nor or he just actually fell off that he couldn't hold on any longer oh i see so yeah they're called whippers and yeah you can have some good ones bad ones and really freaking scary ones but yeah he just had Good whips everything was well protected there so it was no big deal for if you fell but it's just like some it's just more of a mindset of like actually taking the fall is scary yeah because like yeah you, well you have to just trust that you're clipped in good into the trust your belayer into, trust your clipped yeah into the, yeah into the clip you have good equipment so like you don't have to worry about it too much i've only heard of very rare scenarios that of actual equipment failing yeah. it's usually uh human error more so than it ever is your actual equipment would fail oh okay and I guess, like, how do they test all of that stuff to make sure that you can do all of this stuff? Do they just, like, put, like, a robot on it and and then just pull on it as hard as they can? Or Okay, so I got, like, I have my entire stupid... Yeah, I have my entire bag here of all my actual climbing stuff because I haven't been home in, like, five days. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, like, everything in here right now. So I'll just give you a quick demo on it. Bear with me. Cool. Alright, oh, wow. so this is all all of my stuff that I have that I need to climb outdoors with. Okay. So on things like this, these are called draws. And so you have bolts already drilled into the uh, the wall of the cliff, cliff yep. face. And with that, uh, they can hold a lot more than just what even my draws can deal with. So it's mainly oh, you sure. have to worry about rusting and weathering. That actually is the biggest concern when it comes to cliff faces. But in the Bow Valley, they're very well-maintained crags. People go up there very frequently. They see mm. if something's wrong, and people that are setters that are more or less of a word that I can think of are certified to kind of put those things up there, they will either break them off and put new ones in, or 
and they do it to a way a standard so that it's safe for everybody to use because if it wasn't safe then it's kind of like oh yeah i made this new line out and wherever i hope you try it and then someone falls off of it because your equipment wasn't good you're no one's going to want to go on anything you ever set up again yeah for sure like yeah that that's a very it's well i mean like we know we know the basis of trust like working in the restaurant industry like once you lose that trust of someone they're most likely not going to come back absolutely if you, if you mess with their trust like some in some instances food safety might, but you know the likeliness is no so yeah and that's even like more more of an issue because like you could like seriously get hurt absolutely so when you're asking like how do they test these things it's not like an actual robot that they throw off or anything else like that no so, i just meant in the factory in like. the factory so what they'll do for like stuff like this so this is called a yeah. draw there's two carabiners on here um and on it it actually says how many like kilonewtons of force this thing can take so oh, it can you can take like so I'll, I'll hand this to you in a second. So it says yeah. 8KN. So it's like 8 kilonewtons of force. And to match that amount of force, it would take a, it would take just like no amount of elasticity with a rope, which you have. And it takes it doesn't allow for that extreme of a fall. And to match that, it's a huge amount. So they'll put this on a machine and just keep on pulling it until it actually fails to know mm -hmm. what the actual failure rate is. And they'll give it that certification. Even if you fall on this like really hard, you're not even going to get half of that usually. I'm at the yeah. most, and very special scenarios, you're only putting up to four kilonewtons of force. Kilonewton, and it can take how much? This is eight on here. Oh, eight, so, so like almost double. Exactly. So that allows like for more durability. Same thing with yeah. the, this is called the bone of the draw. So like, again, they certify that with also this one. So all these things are certified to that extent. Same thing with your rope, which is actually in my car right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, I have not been home for a little bit. So I yeah. have all my stuff with me. And uh, But yeah, they test all those things so that these are the amount of forces it takes for them to break. And it's very hard for you to match those in hmm. outdoor scenarios because the rope is very elastic. So, oh, yeah, or it dynamic. stretches. It stretches, so it absorbs a lot of that impact, so you don't have to worry too much. Hmm. So yeah, it's a very safe sport if you have the gall to actually try try it there are special scenarios where it's unsafe but yeah. again very rare and very special scenarios and then like the people like are they using like a like some kind of gun to shoot the 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 hold into the rock face i'm gonna find you a video and send it to you or like okay. examples of what they've done because i know this great video of this guy what he does is he climbs up he hammers in this little like a uh, tooth kind of thing to into the into the wall yeah. And then he puts his, like, uh, uh, he's got, like, a chair, a harness to him. So you put it, uh, he'll hook onto it and sit on it. And <laughs> so, like, he's only holding on by, like, a few, like, maybe, oh like, a God. centimeter into the wall. And it's just holding up his weight. Wow. And as he's doing that, he's got a drill with him that it he's drills just into the rock forcing face. the drill right beside it, close to and everything. <laughs> and then you can just see him, and, like, he's got goggles on. And he just finally looks at the camera, and he goes, and, like, all this, like, dust and, like, rock is comes out of his mouth and everything oh and God. from there you put the bolt in and everything else but oh, it's crazy it's, it's crazy for those setters what they have to do so also oh, they do that like on uh like all these different rock faces around alberta and stuff like that alberta so, dc anywhere there's a clip and so that guy who has a video is like he a local guy or i don't know like... him. i didn't follow him i just saw the video oh, and i, I thought see. it was funny but i i knew what he was doing when i saw the video some people will work top down, so they'll like find a tree where the cliff face is, 
and yeah. they'll rappel down and start putting bolts as they go down. Oh. Other people will work bottom up depending on what the, the safest way is to do or if it's even feasible to do in certain areas. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, things to it. No, yeah, like I, fi- I find it interesting because like I know nothing about like rock climbing and I know because I've only ever gone once to a climbing gym and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I just find it fascinating to do that kind of stuff. But yeah. And then I guess on the, to change topics on that sense is like, we're talking about the work we do. How was that one for you? Oh, it's good for work safety yeah. and everything that you, do you ever have to deal with like some people being unsafe in your work environment at all? Or are you, uh, everyone's pretty like, no, I got, I get to wear shorts at work too. Oh, God, I'm jealous. Yeah. I get to essentially like wear what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> like with like, uh, chef shoes on. So it looks really weird. They have like, <laughs> like this big sort of cloggy clog, yeah. <laughs> black shoes, like with shorts and a regular t-shirt on and an apron. So then you can't even see my shorts. Oh my God. It looks like a kilt, right? Yeah. It looks like I'm wearing like a skirt or something. <clears throat> it's quite funny. Oh man. I got to tell you about work that's happening at the, your farmer employ- employment and my yeah. current employment. We have two people on vacation and one person just walked out. We are oh. short staffed. That's why I had to pick up a shift also this week so i'm now working do i even know the person who walked out no i don't uh did you know me vineet no i think he started after you oh but he had to leave uh apparently over special scenarios and had to walk out it wasn't like a f you but it, i don't oh. know it's just very difficult scenario that sucks but anyways he's gone steve is still on vacation miguel just went on vacation and I'm like, oh, that's three bodies down already. Oh, my God. And I just got asked, oh, yeah, Tyler, we need you in for the Saturday. I was like, okay, I knew that ahead of time. I'm like, oh, yeah, we also need you in for the Sunday. So it looks like I'm working 10 days straight. Oh, like this coming weekend. Like, yeah, I am oh. currently on day two of 10. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah. So I'm still going to go to the Lilac Festival, it looks like, but it's just going to be a little later than I wanted to. And Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. And I lied. It's it was, happening this weekend, right? Yes, on Sunday. And it's not actually at Kensington. It's like on uh, Elbow Drive and like through to 12th Avenue Elbow South, Drive. something like Where that. Is Elbow Drive again? Elbow Drive is like if you take Elbow River and then uh, you, and then I think it's on like, yeah, if 12th, uh, 12th Street 2. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm just going to look this up for us because – I just don't know the streets of Calgary very well. I'm not a street guy. Not a street guy. Oh, actually, it was funny. Vancouver, so, though. I know, I know Vancouver well. Oh, it's on 4th Street. So you take like 4th Street till about 12th Ave. And then as you go continue south there, you'll hit uh, the Elbow River. And that's right where the Elbow River is. That's Elbow Drive. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's all throughout there. And it's going happening from... I think 10 till 6. Too close? Yeah. And it's happening 10 till 6. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm still going to make it, but I was like, I felt bad to, to messaging uh, my girlfriend today. I'm like, yeah, we can do it. Uh, we just got to push it back a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you feel like you're a, in former or current of a bit of a responsibility when it comes to people, like, not being at a shift, like, that it come, falls on you sometimes to, like, pick up the slack or so to speak or oh you mean like if someone doesn't show up do you feel like you need to stay longer yeah like that kind of like um people pleasing kind of sense of like i need i need to help out more called in sick on sunday uh and then i had to work by myself 
and which is fine like it's like the the job has like no stress whatsoever so it's a lot easier to deal with when someone doesn't show up um and then i guess i have a bit of a luxury when it comes to like if someone doesn't show up because i still left on time because i just essentially look in the back and see if i if we have enough prep for the next day and if we have enough prep for salads and sandwiches then i don't really have to stay any later um and so that sort of obligation is kind of nullified yeah nullified as long as all the other things um are up to snuff like i couldn't do any more sandwiches that day because i don't think i had enough bread and so quite essential i'd say for that yeah (laughs) yeah and then otherwise it's the yeast of your problems um yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) no i liked it um and pizzas too i think we had enough pizzas yeah we weren't low on pizza so and then as long as i have enough salads then it's fine then i then i can go and so so yeah as yeah. long as everything like all the mise en place is ready and prep is ahead you're good you're fine you're no yeah. obligation at that point yeah but then of course yeah if 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 one of those if one of those factors needed to be bumped up and i was by myself well then yes definitely i would have to stay or uh would have to stay a little bit later yeah, for, sure. for myself, I always get this like built up anxiety and anticipation of just like, is this the day that I'm asked to stay for like another twelve hours? Because it's like, it's always that like trauma in the back, like the back of your head of like, I remember the times I've been asked to stay for multiple days, ten uh, ten hour shifts. I was like, I was supposed to be done two hours ago every day. I'm like, oh, please don't let this happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, I I know what you mean because like, yeah, working there, I. Uh, Multiple times would, you were asked always, to lay, stay late. And oh, yeah. Like and, you know, I'm happy to because... OT. OT is nice. Until... Until you have it? plans and you're, like, fighting your plans on oh, top of working. Oh, yeah, that's always the worst. Yeah, that's yeah. what... That's the kind of boat I'm sitting in of, like, okay, I have these plans. I can't do everything. And I'm, like, anxious about it. Like, oh, yeah. no, this week is just heavy. That's all. Because I have nothing planned for next week. I'm like, why didn't this happen next week? It'll be okay. But... I don't know. Just got to play it by ear, I guess. Is everybody else still there? Is like V still there? He's still working there. Adriel's still there. Oh, yeah. Um, Jose's still there. Jose misses you. Yeah. He loved it when you did stuff for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then who else? Uh, yeah, Saudi's still there. Yeah, a lot of your crews. Or the old crew's still there. Um, nice. Yeah. No, everyone's... So you're just covering like the morning then? I am still only covering the morning, so I. Oh, lucky, that's good at least. Lucky for me, they're only, they're asking me to come in extra days, but they're not asking me to stay late. It sounds like. Yeah. So I just told them like straight up like, yes, I'll open up the kitchen, but I need to be done at certain times for each of these mm. days because I already had plans, and yeah. because the boss is really good, he's like, yeah, oh, I can yeah. accommodate those. He's even trying to give me a half day for some time during next week because he's oh, like, nice. he's like, oh yeah. I don't want to burn you out. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool. Because I remember a former chef that had no problem burning me out. <laughs> of just like scheduling me for like 12 days in a row. Just like, 
at the time I was like, sure, whatever money. But now I'm like, please, no, thank you. Not yeah. a chance. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, I, I, it's just a job. Just over broke as like the acronym for it. But it's like, you know what? I, I'm not broke, but making money and getting by with what I need to. And I value my time. So I want to oh, do for things sure. on my own. Yeah, no, yeah. And be able to do things like this, like and just yeah. like have a podcast with you and just chill out, relax. And I did remember like next time, next time we do the pod, uh, uh, or actually not next time, but soon I'm going to get us some beers for the next time we sit Woo-hoo. down like that. Just uh, well, I have, I have beers in the fridge. We can have one. Oh, I want I want to treat you to some beer though. I okay, want to bring fine. you in some nice ones. Uh, I want to see what your reaction is. We can make a little mini flight for each other. Okay. Uh, that'll be our I'll form be of ice cream. Some bread, liquid bread ice cream. Yeah, liquid bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same. It's just in a different form. Yeah. And fermented. The fermented. Fermented ice cream. Speaking of fermentation, I got one for you for a while. I, I am afraid to go to the bathroom right now because of dealing with uh, fermented Fresnos today at work. It was fermented like this Fresnos. Fresnos. So yeah, I, uh, I saw. Why them. were they fermented though? We we fermented them for ooh, uh, nine days. So oh, okay. just salted them, cryovacked them, and this bag was like exploding almost. Oh yeah, just like it gets so big. So big. We yeah. popped it open and then we're like, okay, fine. We thought I let it I thought I let it air out enough. I put my head to it. Oh my god, no. I couldn't smell a thing. But I thought my right eye was gonna pop out of the socket. It burned so hard. Oh shit. I was like, wow, that's strong. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's intense. So then I made a sauce out of it and I tasted it, and then I just realized, and this is why I'm really afraid to pee. I didn't wear gloves this whole time. Oh, and no. And so like, I am going to be a sitter for the rest of the day <laughs> if I need to pee because I am not putting my hands anywhere near myself. Oh, God. Yeah, spiciness is, is uh, can be... Dangerous. Dangerous. Dangerous on your... Well, we used to do that. <laughs> we used to do that. Or, well, I, I don't think I ever did it, but like I knew of people who had pranked the dishwasher doing that. Oh. Putting like hot sauce and like jalapenos in like a container in the dish pit and then spraying it with water, so Ooh. it's just like bubbles airs out. airs it out to everything and just makes it so toxic. Oh, that's the worst. Why would you be mean to the dishwashers? They have to. Do I know there's, and there used to always be like kids, like sixteen year old kids oh, that they would do it to. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh my god. Wait, the dishwasher was a sixteen year old kid. Or usually, oh, okay, sixteen or seventeen year old. Maybe it was because they were talking hot shit, and that's why you gotta like tone them down a little bit then. Oh, maybe that was like back in the Boston Pizza days, though. Ooh, BP days. <laughs> I remember your trauma. Some days of like, <laughs> oh yeah, so much trauma. <laughs> the never-ending bullshittery. I just find it funny now, like for places like chains, they have no issue. It looks, it sounds like, of getting hirees and stuff like that, where. I feel like a lot of places are suffering trying to find good people. People that really actually want to work, do their job, and leave. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, when we were trying to find somebody else to work at the place I work now, um, we had, like, lots and lots of no-shows for interviews. They just wouldn't come to the interview. It's like, Wow. It's like what kind of what kind of a worker are you if you're just gonna no show uh, an interview? Oh yeah, no, that's terrible. Yeah, and like not even like a couple hours before, just like right before, just like oh, I'm not coming. It's like 
oh, what the, why are you wasting everyone's time? Like, what the hell? Yeah, like, I always thought it was, like, a matter of respect. Like, I don't care if you have, uh, like, if you're sick or whatever else. Like, yeah. but if you just give three hours notice, we can find somebody or just be mindful of, like, how to fill in your shift or something like that. Yeah. Or just, no, like, the, the minute you're about to start, like, yeah, no. Like, well, that screws everybody over. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's usually, well, there's usually a lot of that in our industry and also, like, um uh they were doing like a uh, a news report on CBC and said that um bankruptcies across the country for restaurants has gone up like 103% for the owners basically yeah like ban- bankrupt restaurants has gone up 103% wow okay. and i was That's and i was like buds. whoa well i mean like it's a combination of things like lo- uh, low staff or not enough staff plus the uh, food prices have gone up for food items. Absolutely. So it's making it very, very difficult um, to to keep open because the margins are so ridiculous. Are so uh, tight. Oh, what was? Which is funny in Alberta, considering we have so much, uh, so many restaurants here. I find, yeah. and especially in Calgary. And I don't feel like a lot of people actually go out. It feels like it's not the thing. Where if you go to Vancouver and oh, yeah. everywhere is oh, busy on a freaking weekend. It was like, yeah, it was crazy. Every time I went it's out insane. there, I'm, I'm like excited for when I go there in two weeks. To, oh, you're going again? Yeah. Nice. I want to do the Richmond Night Market. We're going to try some of that ter- uh, terrible food. Like terrible as in unhealthy for you. Not that it's actually oh, tastes yeah. bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I I don't think I ever went to the Richmond Night Market, which is sad. In living there ten years or maybe over ten. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it seems, and especially Vancouver and Toronto. I guess maybe because more money's over there. But yeah, they go out for dinner all the time. Where I feel like Calgary used to be like that. Let's say like ten years ago, it used to be a lot busier for people wanting to go out. Where yeah. now it's just kind of like. Oil and gas is just doing it for the beers and then not for finer dining things or the experiences as much. Yeah, I mean, like, Jesse and I, I think we try to go out, like, at least at least once a month. Which is reasonable in my mind. Yeah. yeah you so can't do it all the time. Like, you can't do it all the time. And it's also, no. it adds the price really quickly. Oh, for sure like especially if you go to a nice place like if you like there's a place right up the street from us uh sorella super nice and and it's pretty reasonable like uh, for two people for dinner and appies and couple drinks and wine i think i think it was under 200 bucks that's not bad at all no yeah and they have a nice like rooftop patio and everything like that like so i definitely want to check that out soon rooftop patios are sweet i remember even like when i wasn't even making as much money as i was now i feel like i did go out a lot more frequent um this is i'm not saying during my college days like i lived as a really poor college student when i was doing my fine art degree but after that i was like oh i'm making a decent amount of money i can afford to go out a little bit more especially during the summer is when i really wanted to go out winter was not the ideal time especially how bad these roads get sometimes it's like i do not want to drive on this yeah, no one wants to drive through some of the shit you got to deal with. I don't, it's not even the roads as bad. It's like the people. 
Oh yeah, the like yeah, like people. Drivers. You always you always get you always get like the the guys or or people in the trucks going like extremely fast on Deerfoot or something like that in like a snowstorm. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on, come on, man, come on, man. Yeah, it's that invincibility feel that they have. That yeah, like, four wheel drive. My tires are big. It's not going to be a big deal. But yeah, the slide. irony is that yeah, they slide out. But I don't even feel like they usually are the ones that crash as much. But they can cause the crashes but people are trying to avoid them yeah exactly yeah or they spit like snow into in under your under your windshield or something like that just causing headaches headaches and just like white knuckles holding the steering wheel trying to like compensate for it (laughs) (laughs) if i hold on to the steering wheel my tires will have more traction (laughs) right they won't hit ruts yeah no kidding but yeah no definitely Uh, yeah, we still got to uh, go see The Machine. The Machine. Yeah, when is that supposed to air now? Uh, it uh, started on this weekend. Like oh, Memorial. it's starting this weekend. No, no, no. Oh, uh, this past this, weekend. This past weekend. Okay. It was uh, Memorial Memorial Day weekend in the States, and that's when it came out. So we probably have like a week. Or you said you're going to Vancouver in two weeks, so we should do two it before weeks. then. So we could potentially do it next week at some point. Sweet. I could pencil it in for maybe like a Monday, Tuesday again. Yeah. Or it should also still be in the theaters. Oh, no, I can't do it that week. So I'm gone as of the uh, 15th. So that's when I leave. Oh, 15th of June? Yes. Nice. So I do have like a full week in a little bit. So. But you're, pro- you're probably busy on, uh, on, that week, on the there. Friday, Saturday, like Ye- the 12th and 13th. 12th and 13th. As of right now, I am not. Oh yeah. wait, no, that's that's a Monday, Tuesday, brother, not Saturday, Sunday. What? What are you talking? Oh, about? whoops. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong. There we go. Oh, fifteenth. I see. So fifth and so sixth. ninth, ninth and tenth is what I meant. Oh, ninth and tenth. Okay, the, potentially the tenth. I do not have any plans. Um, okay. Ninth would might be okay too. So we can talk about it later about going to see this machine. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I haven't gone out for a movie in quite a while. I must say. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends is like uh, such a movie buff that we go t- uh, quite quite a lot now, which is awesome. Like I love I love going to the movies. Like we're going to see uh, the new Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> Sloan's laughing because he just saw my reaction of how I just died a little bit inside yeah. right now. Um. So but, yeah. instead of uh, uh, cars going to space, it's now cars going to Mars. I'm presuming. Cause I hope so. <laughs> they have they have to like keep uh, up in the ante every time, though. Oh right? my god! I hope they have like a nuclear reactor in a vehicle just to be like we had to travel uh, transport this uranium to save the world, and we just thought we might as well run a car with it too or some crap. <laughs> yeah, like I know. Like we got to put it in the back. Jesus. Uranium's fine in a car. It's fine. It's like encased in uh, some kind of metal. Metal. I saw this great bit of just like how someone was making fun of how many Marvel videos there were. Like that little clip, I don't know if you see it on the internet. Oh, no. And uh, anyways, if you, you'll probably see it now that we're saying it out loud and our phones are listening to us. <laughs> but oh, there, yeah. How many Marvel movies can they make of the person that's like in Fast and the Furious who plays Letty? I forget the actual actress's name. But there, there's a guy who made a joke of just like, oh, hey, this is your uh, agent speaking. Yeah, we got a... a Fast and the Furious uh, script for Fast and the Furious uh, 89 right now. <laughs> okay, just yeah. before you say yes, it's uh, 
uh, you, you're going to Mars and you have to uh, work with the Transformers. You're uh, pairing up with them to save the Earth or some shit. And Vin like, Diesel doesn't have a body anymore. It's oh just god. his head. Just his head, like Futurama style. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. But yeah, just like the ridiculousness. Like, yeah, I could see something stupid like that happening in the future. Oh, definitely. Well, I think... Uh, they say like like AI isn't going to take over like or they're trying to well that's why they're having a writer's strike right now because they don't want um, AI to take over like writing scripts and stuff like that but like eventually like they um, might get AI to write some of some of those scripts like, especially especially if they're just generic like run-of-the-mill like shit action movies like a computer can write that i need to i need to look this up but i think this is a great... i mean i don't know if i necessarily want them to but i could see them trying i gotta look up because i remember someone mentioning that there's only seven different types of stories that are oh, out there yeah and I, oh yeah you know this because you probably mm-hmm. did film uh studies yep. right Yep. So I, I need to look them up myself because I want to learn which ones are which just so I can compare them for every it's, movie I ever watch. Oh, I can't I can't remember them all. Man versus man, man versus nature, man versus... Uh, Guessing himself even. His environment or man versus himself. Uh, oh, what are... The, yeah, there's... How many more are there? There's like four more. I can't remember them all. But you can like literally you can literally do that and look at a movie and be like, oh, this is man versus whatever. Um and they'll and they'll all pan out. Or just like how some movies you think they're in a different or in a certain genre, like Star Wars, everyone thinks it's science fiction, but it's actually a western. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I originally then, I actually thought it wasn't even just a western. I actually thought when I first watched them, it was more of a medieval castle story because of the swords and stuff Oh, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. But I was like, no, you're definitely right. It has that Western vibe, especially with like the Han Solo character and everything. Yeah, just like the way their blasters are like on um, on their holster. Like it's almost, almost like in a holster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny. I like the – it's just kind of this ongoing uh, regurgitation of ideas that we kind of go over and use again. But anyways, I got something I want to add to this. I got a movie okay. for you. I got a movie that I think you'll really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I watched it last night. It was uh, it's a horror movie. How much are you into horror movies? Uh, I, I like cer- I like certain horror movies. Like I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like the some of the Friday the Thirteenth movies and stuff like that. Okay. So. Do, do you like more gore fest kind of style ones? Or um, it would it would depend on uh, if it like some sometimes I do. For sure, like like I watched the the show The Boys, and that's incredibly gory. Oh, it's very gory. <laughs> it's wild. I've only seen a few episodes, but yeah, that's oh like gory as all hell. That's yeah. amazing. Okay, but to, uh, fair point. Okay, so for myself, I really like kind of like psychological ones that make you think. Not always supernatural, but like on that cusp of like trying to figure out what they what they're all about. Yep. Um, we so my girlfriend and I we watched uh, The Barbarian. Or Barbarian, the, I think it's just the title of it. The Buckbarian? No, Barbarian. Oh, The Barbarian. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought I saw something on that and was like, are they redoing Conan the Barbarian? And it's like, 
And I think I didn't see a preview, but I think I saw the poster and I was like, this doesn't look like a remake of that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> for a title as it is, and you're it does not follow anything. I don't know. I got to look up why they've titled it that way because it does not follow the idea of what we have for a barbarian. Like yeah. the cliche Conan, the barbarian style. But yeah. as a horror movie, it was very interesting, very well done. I really enjoyed the cinematography. I'm looking at it right now. It's like 93% on Rotten Tomato. Oh, wow. So I would highly recommend that film. And did you – oh, so you just watched that at home? Streamed it uh, uh, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it's, it's on Disney+. Plus. Okay. 2022 uh, Horror Mystery. Awesome. So yeah. Highly I'd recommend totally be that. down to watch something like that. Yeah. And it, it – kind of follows like you're unsure where this plot is going for i'd say almost over half of it you're like where oh. is this going where is this going but it's like really interesting and also the cinematography have you ever watched part of the uh i think it's like a nordic series called dark where called they have what? to deal with like time travel dark dark no um no. the cinematography kind of reminds me of that and that oh. was also very well done hmm. I'm, I'm i'm a sucker for good cinematography of like Really good camera angles. Just the amount of time to make you think of stuff. Like, yeah. Not to give it away, but there's a scene in it where she's like re grabbing where her cell phone and just the way that she has this like she's a very good actress and just like has this blank stare and just of realization and then it cuts scenes and it has this like very good pan view of like where her cell phone is in the room where she left it and you're like <gasps> Yeah. And they do that a few times for other things and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, that's so well done. And just adds very good atmosphere to the eeriness of this whole horror movie. Nice. Um, another one that I really want to go see is uh, called Oppenheimer. It's the new uh, Christopher Nolan movie, and like it looks like the cinematography is just going to be amazing. Um, and it's about the um, creation of the ad the atomic bomb. Um, and just about how and just like the the preview is just like shows images of 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 the the um, chemical explosion happening but also like how it's part of the universe and how they're interconnected and yeah and it has uh cillian murphy playing um oppenheimer and like i think I think this is going to be an Oscar-worthy um, performance just because he is such a great actor and, like, Christopher Nolan is such a great director that, like, this could be this could be a good one. And, like, Christopher Nolan, for whatever reason, has been snubbed by the Oscars. I don't know why. And it happened sometimes. Like, it happened to Steven Spielberg. He got snubbed for a lot of years, like, when he was doing... Uh, uh, Indiana Jones and he did what else did he get snubbed for well he got snubbed for Jaws and I think I think they got nominated for um, special effects I think but he definitely got snubbed for directing that movie um, I don't think he got nominated or even if he did he didn't win the only, I think he's only won one best director, and I think that was for Schindler's, Schindler's List. 
which I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's a powerful a, film. That's a shoe in. <laughs> like, that's an easy one. Like, oh my god, I remember watching that one in. Oh like, my god, you were on this emotional roller coaster the entire yeah. three hours of that film. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, like the fact that they did shoot it over there at one of the concentration camps, I believe. Ooh, I can't remember man, which that one. That would just mess with you as an actor or actress, I'm sure. Yeah. Being on that facility. Well, it messed him up too. Like he came home and like and like cried with his wife several times. Damn. Like that's like and he uh he was on Smartless talking about this. He was simultaneously finishing up Jurassic Park when they wanted him uh when he got the green light to do Schindler's list. And he said yes because he was like, I have to do this. Like he just felt it that he just had to go for it. And like <laughs> so he's finishing up editing this colossal like amazing blockbuster movie and and has to go immediately into pre production of Schindler's list. Yeah. And like uh thankfully he called up George Lucas and actually asked him to finish editing the film of Jurassic Park. Okay. And he said yes. So, like, that saved him because he was like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm stretched so thin here. I love your little your uh, movie knowledge about this. And Oh, yeah. Like, like I really like that podcast. Smartless is great. Um, they have, like, a lot of interesting guests. And, yeah, Delvin does some interesting stuff. I'm listening to Paul Anka right now. Paul Anka? Sorry, I'm confused. Um, uh, Paul Anka is... He's done... Well, a lot of stuff. Like, he's done... Uh, uh, what is he? I think he's a... Is he a jazz musician? I can't remember. But anyways, uh, continuing to the atom bomb talk that you were saying. As oh, well, yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see, and there's also an, another atomic bomb uh, movie that I want to see that's called, uh, what's it called? It's called, here it is, uh, Fat Man and Little Boy, when it has like John Cusack playing the character of one of the scientists that's playing with a screwdriver and like piecing together like the uranium and stuff like that. And it oh, has, like, that's that, the 1989 film? Yeah. And I want to see that because I kept on seeing like a little bits and clips of it, and I know a bit about the story of like how oh. they're messing with it, and like just to see how the reaction would happen. And then it just like the the freaking screwdriver slips out, and like they have a full fission reaction happening in that moment. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, that would be such a mindfuck to deal with. But uh. I want, I'm just curious though, just knowing a little bit about that story about that actually happening with the Demon Core, I'm wondering if they're going to actually have that in. With the, uh, with that uh, Oppenheimer movie. Yeah, uh, Oppenheimer is. I mean, even the poster is wild. Yeah, I'm looking at the poster right now. It just, Isn't like, it wild? Like it's so exploded. crazy. Like, all of them look really interesting. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Huh. I didn't. I didn't see him in the in preview. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I didn't see him in the trailer. So. Um. Yeah, I've only saw like with like for sure Matt Damon and uh, and Murphy in there. So yeah, I I, I think it's going to be an interesting movie. It already looks very suspenseful for some of the uh, the parts that they have in there for um, what they put on the trailer. 
Yeah. To build suspense and the urgency behind it. Oh, is Emily Blunt in it too? Oh, she's. Oh, yeah. It's a very star awesome. cast they got. Oh, my God. Talk about like a crazy, awesome horror movie is like. Uh, oh, what's it? What's it called? The one that she's in? Emily Blunt and uh, John Tr- Krasinski. Oh, uh, Silent? Oh, no. Be Quiet? No. Yeah, what is it, what is it called? Anyways, like I want, I think I watched the first one on a plane. Um, I gotta look it up. Damn it! What's this movie? Oh, Quiet Place. Quiet Place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw the first one on a plane, and then we watched the second one at home. I still have not seen so the second good. one. I'm interested to see how like this. The second one's great. Thing happens like how it unfolds in the beginning of it. Yeah, and I just love, I love how short they are, because I think sometimes, I think sometimes movies are too long when when they don't need to be. Because uh, um, we saw the latest uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was pretty long. It was like almost three hours long, and some of a lot, a lot of it made sense, but then sometimes you have like scenes where you're like, "Oh, this doesn't need to be here." Yeah. Like, why? Why is this here? I do like a, more of a tight knit kind of film of like. Yeah. Ninety minutes was like, I thought was always like this kind of standard of like, if you can't do it in ninety minutes, you're telling too much of a story in a way. Uh, sometimes like ninety minutes is an hour and a half, so, uh, it's good for certain things like like drama. I, I can see why you would want to make it a little longer. Oh, another good one that's coming up. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh. Wait, is that is that the... It's going to be a sad one. Killers of the Flower Moon. Is that the one where they're doing puppetry? Or am I mixing that? No, that, uh, this is about... Um, it's a really sad story, Tyler. Really sad. Oh, I saw the trailer for this. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be devastatingly sad. It's and the great thing is that it's three hours and twenty six minutes long. Yeah, exactly. But like, you I know think, it's gonna be a mind fuck. Yeah, but like that's Martin Scorsese for you. Like he always does long movies. Fair point. Um, but that one, do you know what it's about? Uh, not fully. It's I saw the trailer and I kind of got an eerie feel about it. Like kind oh, of man. as things are happening, but I'm like. I, get, I immediately know as soon as I read the information on this one, it'll be like very heavy. Um, it's about um, uh, white, so, uh, white people marrying um, indigenous, taking indigenous wives, but then killing them for their land because their land is on oil. Okay, that oh. is not what I read out of <laughs> the uh, like... trailer that I saw, but damn. And I, yeah, because I I wanted to know the backstory a bit on it, and I was like, well, this movie is going to be heartbreaking. Then, I mean, and and I I read up some more on it and found out that Scorsese did a good job of researching it with the uh, I I don't know if I'm saying this right the Osage people, um, who were who were directly affected. Uh, or involved in this whole thing like like they were the the victims of of this whole thing that happened and 
and they star in it as well, which is awesome. They star in it, and I, th- I believe some of them are are descendants of of uh, the people involved back that, then. That is a weighted film, especially in oh, current yeah. today's society as well. Of like, a lot of us are are they were always talking about like the Treaty Seven Nations and stuff like that in mm-hmm. Canada, and yep. all the things that have happened were like are coming more into light as every oh yeah with like all the residential schools and exactly so like i don't know if that has to do with why they did that film but that is going to have a lot of merit for today's society of why we will we should watch it well yeah just like at the end of the trailer when uh what what did leonardo dicaprio say it's like can you spot the evil people in the room and you have a feeling that's all yeah and they all just like look at the camera it was like oh <laughs> oh my god yeah, it's it's it looks well done for what I saw from the trailer, and I'm like I'm probably I I know I need to watch it, and oh man, I'm just like I know it's gonna be like I'm gonna have to meditate before I watch it. Same thing yeah. when, I, when I came to Schindler's List because I when I watched that I was like I got halfway through it, and I'm so happy that I watched it on my own accord because yeah. I had to stop it. I was like this is killing me on the inside right now. I need to turn it off and then I'll come back to it. Yeah, because it was so heavy. I know oh, I won't be able to watch that in theaters, but I will watch it at some point. Yeah, um, same with the new. Uh, I'm stoked for the new Wes Anderson film too. That's coming out in June, June 21st, I think. I like how we've changed the subjects ever so slightly, yeah. talking this very dark <laughs> subject matter to like, oh yeah, Wes Anderson. It's ever all going to be this whimsical symmetry for the rest of the film. Well, he also he he always touches on like depression a lot. Like almost almost I think almost all of his films, he has one character that's extremely depressed. Oh yeah, like like in. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums, it was, um, what's her name? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's character. Well, also, uh, uh, Luke Wilson's character. They like, they had several depressed characters in that movie. Well, it, it adds depth to it. Not just having everyone being happy, go lucky. That's for sure. Oh. For sure. But yeah, it's just like, it's just still in my mind. You're like, oh yeah, going from this very dark subject matter to like whimsical, you know, yeah. this weird, very weird kind of like palette like that he has. super bright it's, color it's like, palette. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, yeah, imagine uh, Wes Anderson ended up filming the uh, the other movie that we just talked about. <laughs> oh yeah, Mark Scorsese films like his movie and they just like... They switch it. They, they, tra- they switch their the scripts. Oh, you know what's uh, like kind of terrifying though? Like, have you ever seen like an AI trailer? They're crazy. Like, uh, I watched one uh, where they did Star Wars in like. Um, oh, as Wes as, Anderson. As Wes Anderson. Yeah, I saw that. I thought oh that my looked God. very cool. I like it. It was super cool. And, I was, and then you find out like that was completely like CGI. AI yeah, done. AI's and I was like, oh my generator. God. And I thought it was really interesting of like, yeah, no, if that was done in this day, that would be actually the take would probably happen. But it's interesting using AI to come up with some of those ideas and using it. But I don't know. I have my own reservations about AI. Like I like it as a tool. Oh, for sure. I think it's a great tool. But always using it, I feel in time, like not right now. Right now it's so new and so fresh. Everyone's going to want to dabble with it. Yeah. But I do feel like at some point we might go full circle of like, 
we're going to overinvest into the AI. And then as soon as we do, we're going to actually have to be like, oh, actually, this is too much. Let's go the other way. And then we'll start valuing what we do uh, again as uh, directors, artists and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, I, th I think like we don't have we don't have enough um information like like we have to we have to put in place like a whole bunch of safety safety protocols or nets in order to like save our humanity otherwise like we'll like you said like we're like we're gonna go too far like we like humans always go too far. always go but like it that's a whole thing that we do though we will over invest <laughs> in something and then be like oh now we need to cut it back yeah but i think with something like ai i'm not saying like robots controlling the earth kind of style. I'm just yeah. saying in the fact of art form in itself. I, I'm interested with AI for like chat GPT and stuff like that. Or like yeah. how a program can think in zeros and ones can actually come up with maybe solutions that as human beings, we can't think of ourselves. Finding a very yeah. much more efficient way of doing some things and we can apply that into our own lives. But again, it's a tool. I wouldn't say we just hail supreme ai it'll do everything right yeah well i uh, i found it interesting that like i listened to another podcast with uh with uh, a um um a theoretical physicist who was saying like like all these chat gpt things it's like they're not thinking for themselves they're taking information or they're taking uh people's speech and just re uh sort of reconstituting it yeah. as something like they're they don't they're not thinking on their own like they're taking all of all of our sentiments and then as soon as he said that i was like oh of course of course it's not thinking for itself at all it's just regurgitating the same same stuff just in a different way so it looks like it has intelligence yeah but it actually doesn't really know what it's saying or yeah. doing. It's just finding the most efficient ways of answering a question that you put it to. So yeah. Like, yeah, if you're asking it for a cover letter, it's going to look up multiple cover letters and kind of take bits and pieces of those and regurgitate the most frequently used stuff and stuff like that too, so that you sound good on your thing. I've yeah. heard of people already using it for like trying to come up with artist statements of like oh yeah or emails exactly. like lots of people are using it for emails because like why not because like how many hundreds of trillions of emails have been sent oh, so yeah. it knows it knows exactly how to send an email yeah. <laughs> and I, it's like that one i don't see the worst harm in that one of just like here yeah. to take these emails for giving back the information that i need said but yeah. there is nothing wrong with having a little bit more of a handwritten message in itself not saying like actual hand but like typing your own stuff of like your own email of like i need this more personal and stuff oh yeah yeah as soon as you want like a more personal touch it doesn't make any sense to to have like the computer speak for you yeah but yeah it definitely works for emails quite well like people are saving so much time they're like oh my god yeah it's so much it's time a tool to be used so why would you yep. not use it oh for sure yeah yeah it helps it helps like organize your life too like it's great for that stuff it knows exactly what to do and what to say and like oh yeah just like do it this way and like map out your life this way yeah and it's like just oh a, perfect thanks but i also find it the other side of it not for like chat gpt for like emails but like this over invested interest in the uh ai art that like it just takes a photo and redoes it and oh yeah 
and everyone's like all trying it. I'm just like, it's hyper imposing an image. It's you're calling it art because it's like ooh and fascinating, but is it really art in that way? Like I don't know. Like what is where do we kind of find the line between what is art and what is not? Yeah. Can we can AI actually create art in itself and we still value it, or does it have to be in the eye of the beholder, or the actual art is doing everything for it? But then, yeah, like I, I think there's like a sort of, yeah, um, I think there's like a, an interesting sort of dynamic there because like you can combine two artists that styles together maybe that like say Monet or Van Gogh and like combine them together and make a painting through AI and then it'll be like so different yeah for sure Same with music yeah like people too. have already done that like the uh they're taking uh, dead people's voices and recreating it and new yeah songs. like tupac yeah something like, like tupac that. with drake or something like that yeah and like making a drake a new drake song or a new tupac song. which is really cool like, this hear. is kind of neat but it's also like kind of creepy and like this this guy's dead <laughs> yeah but like then you could you could make you could make tupac or biggie songs forever you could if, and and combine them you could combine like a biggie song with like mozart or something absolutely which is like just by wild. typing in a few sentences on some program but, yeah but in my mind though it's like with it being a computer generated image though yeah, until i see it like like okay you can take that and print it in one way but yeah. would it not be until so i see an actual like computer be able to let's say lack of a better description hand paint an actual painting of like yeah. mixing everything and like putting it back onto an actual canvas like i don't know like it, i don't see it the same way again i can see it no. as a great tool for tattoo artists or even like illustrators or uh, even myself even if i did want to use it of like man i've got this really good work and i can't come up with what to fill in this little blank spot i actually yeah. know artists that i learned from his name's David Casey. He used uh, Photoshop uh, right when it came out. And you yeah. would take his paintings when he was like half done, take a photo of it because he wasn't sure what he wanted to do and uh, put it on Photoshop and just keep on trying a whole bunch of different things. Be like, oh, I like this way. I'm going to take it from there and just finish that painting now in real life. So it's like it, it is still a tool that you could yeah. possibly do the same thing with, CG, or with the AI. But it's uh, – but it's a matter of how you apply that tool. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah. oh, I have artist blocks. So I'm just going to tell this computer thing to come up with an image for me and then I'll just repaint it. Like, again, where are we finding the lines of that? Yeah, and I think it's important that there is, like, a watermark or something on art that is done that way so that people know. <clears throat> because, like, the fact... Because, like... Otherwise, that's taking away uh, from real artists being able to to still do really good work for people, because then people are like, "Oh, this is this is so much this is so much cheaper to do it this way because I can just like put this in a computer." It's like, okay, but there has to be a watermark on there saying this is an AI generated image, in a way, so yeah, that could... so that you know if. Put it on your website, and maybe some people will not care. Yeah. But then other people will. Yeah. And so then they'll know the difference. For sure, that's a good idea. But it's like it. I'm also seeing it going really this other way without these watermarks, as you like. For example, where 
art forms become underground in a way so that now people will stop using Instagram. They'll stop using Facebook and all those platforms of like advertising what they did for a painting or anything else like that. And then now people will want more of those hand actual works. So they'll go and find them so that they'll invest into these artists in a different way of being like, no, I really want this painting and I'm willing to pay it because I'm sick of everyone having the same whatever kind of painting already made and stuff like that. Like it's a, another computer generated image. Like, oh, it's not, I want something more original. I want something hand done. I want something yeah. that's, you, not everyone is seen and can have it reprinted. Yeah, no, I definitely agree because like, I think it'll make uh, original art more valuable the more we go there because like you can't, you can't cheat or you can't trick our eyes. Like our eyes will always, always know when an AI generated image is, I mean, you can put them next to each other and they look very similar to like a real image and an AI generated image, but there's still something about it that your eye just looks at it and goes, this doesn't look right for whatever reason, right? I'm also thinking the fact that until a AI can make a tangible object, yeah. then I'm not too worried about it. Whereas yeah. if it's just a printed, I'm not discrediting uh, people that work in computers and make digital artwork. I'm still saying that's artwork. I'm not arguing that. Oh, no, for sure. But I'm saying in the fact that we're AI, where it, until it becomes tangible in the way of like it's an actual paint on canvas or something like that, that you can definitely tell there is gesture, brush strokes, and thought. And, even, and the best thing is when it comes to artwork, there's flaws. Oh yeah, there's always flaws. We're yeah. not we're not doing the Renaissance artwork where everything needs to look pristine or pristine, pristine. Well, that's not a word. Uh, <laughs> pristine on, on all the time and like yeah. have that polished look. And now we're like accepting the hand of the artist if there's a mistake done, and it actually adds another another or a different element to the artwork. So it's cool seeing those marks. Um, yeah. Like I'm not I'm even if like at some point a computer starts creating, let's say. Uh, Let's say an actual fully oil painted or acrylic painted, canvas. or like a statue or something, or like uh, yeah, or like, like a like marble a statue. But then also thinking like let's say say another weird art form here, like glass blowing. How is AI going to actually create a blown piece of glasswork? Is it going yeah. to know how to control all of to that extent? Like that's pushing another element of like how far can that actual go, and how far are you even going to let it? Because at some point it'd be like. Am I gonna? It's like, kind of boring. Yeah. Like, like at some oh, point, you just kind of it's like, ah. eh, don't need it to do that. I'll just actually let the people that are glass blowers make that. Yeah, considering we'll have so much more time that we can blow the glass and like the computer can like build a building for us or something. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to see how far AI will actually take over on certain <clears throat> elements of like all these desk jobs. Will you really need this many accountants anymore? Will you really need? all these uh, individual like people at certain law firms or stuff like that. Like our job becoming not necessary because you have AI to do some of it. Yeah, and I think that would be, you know, I think that will be really good because... Um, Trades might actually be much more valued coming up here soon too. Oh, well, yeah, they're they're definitely already extremely valued because not a lot of people are going into trades. Ironically anymore. enough, full circle of how I'm suffering for labor people oh right now. Oh my god! Yep, it's true. Yeah, it's uh, the pool is getting smaller and smaller 
<clears throat> and then like you know as the demand goes up usually the, you know the price goes up as well um in most industries anyway absolutely our, our industry it struggles to go up in price because there's still like enough people uh um willing to work for less in our industry yeah that it still makes it makes, extremely difficult yeah i do I wish that sometimes uh, like we did more of like the australia take on it where we didn't like north america's terrible for tipping why why do we tip when we could just pay everyone a little bit better oh yeah like paying like servers like 20 dollars an hour and or, then and then cooks of that are a little bit more too yeah and then in that case in that scenario then you just take away the tips no one has to pay for it but everyone's paying about the same price across the board and everyone gets paid a little bit better because of that so, yeah i mean food prices would go up regardless um, and there would be a lot of uh restaurants that wouldn't make it because their their margins are so are so are so razor thin that they wouldn't be able to do something like that potentially but, or the other side of it is that some of them might do better for the fact that you wouldn't hire as many uh, servers in that case because you would develop a system that you didn't need them. So like, oh yeah, you've been to Australia, so, yep. so have I. Where tipping's not a thing. You can still tip, but you don't have to. Nope. And the and even though their dollar is actually very close to ours, I don't know if it still is. Yeah, it's, it's lower than ours, but not by much. I think it's like ten or fifteen cents. That's such a low margin on that one. Yeah. And, uh, but they have a system for like, let's say for example, a bar. So let's say if it's like a 60 person, uh, bar restaurant like that, you want something, you, there's menus on the tables, like QR codes are always now there to scan and figure out what you want. You go up to the front, you tell the one guy that is there as like a bartender or server, what you want. You're like, okay, what table are you at? Pay for it right away. You go back to your sit. It it's brought to you they take away any dirty food and stuff like that but it's not a person waiting on you the whole time it's just like you just cut out one middleman you have to take 10 steps but then all of a sudden you are just uh getting with the things that you need a little bit faster in a way because you just do it on your own time yeah actually the the australian dollar is higher than a canadian dollar right now is it still again only higher by like 10 to 15 cents um it is uh canadian dollars 89 cents to one Can uh, australian dollar so 10 11 cents yeah so very close yeah it's not it's not like um uh america which is way different usually. i don't understand that of how their money is doing always higher than the canadian and i'm just like why why is that the case i don't understand it yeah 73 cents to one American dollar? One one Canadian dollar equals 73... What? 73 US? So I need 25 cents more for every dollar for theirs. Which is that makes American sense. And Canadian. What? <laughs> We're trying to figure economics here now. <laughs> oh, is the, uh, the United States dollar is less than ours? What? By how can't much? Be right. That can't be right. I'm looking this up right now. The, oh, the Canadian dollar is 
Time to buy something in America. Jeez. That's surprising. Yeah. I don't remember. US dollars is 135.9 Canadian? No way. Oh, wait. Unless it's the other way around. So, wait. Oh, no. No, it's the other way around. Okay. So, 100 Canadian dollars is equal to 73 United States dollars. Yeah, that's that's better. Okay, Okay. that makes that makes more sense. I don't know. Yeah, I was so confused. One United States dollar equals one point three six. So yeah, they have a point three six margin above us. Better than when it was like double. That was bullshit when that was the case. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, when did it dip? Yeah, it's been hanging around seventy-three for a while, or like around seventy cents for a while. It's actually this is the lowest it's been in in quite some time. It's supposed to go back up though. Or no, it did. I see. The entire day. Oh, wow. Oh, I see. Super exciting. Talking finance now. That's what kind of podcast this is. Oh my god! Let's not financial adver- podcast. Let's not advertise ourselves as a financial podcast. We would give yeah. the worst advice. Oh my god! I'm gonna the start worst. off by just give yeah. me all your money, and you, I'm yeah. not gonna return any of it. That's my yeah. advice. Same with like any type of of betting or any type of vesting or betting. Like, do not listen to our advice. It's like we're just <laughs> not gonna give you any advice. Like. We'll advise you on, on on what movies to watch, what, you know, bands to see, what music to listen to, um, but never financial advice. No. Never. No, don't expect us to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to invest in this Bitcoin bullshit and you should do the same for us. I think we're way behind on that one. Well, yeah, plus, like, ourselves. so many, like, better or... Or uh, crazier influencers have already gotten to that window and already screwed it up royally anyway. <laughs> yep. Oh, what was, uh, what happened recently? I was thinking about like, oh, just like on the, on the subject of popularity and like what happens to people when they get too popular and like, I, w- I always feel for like certain people that like just want to be creators and then all of a sudden they get so big that they just can't live a normal life anymore. Yeah, it consumes their lives, right? Yeah. Like paparazzi's like, a thing and stuff like, like that. Well, yeah, but like Billie Eilish like is a good example because she was recently in the news as ta- uh, talking about like 
how like she just can't win like when she dressed up like with super puffy clothes and everything like everyone was like oh she doesn't act like a girl and then or it doesn't dress like a girl and then she starts dressing like a girl and it was like oh why why when you dress like this you like you're changing your whole style like what the hell's wrong with you it's like it's it's, it's always going to be like, like people on different sides of the fence on every topic there's always going to yeah. be like for and against people i'm actually more interested to hear the more neutral individuals of like can you see both sides of the fence can you can you view it as objectively and emotionally at the same time like like yeah like why does it matter all of a sudden of like oh are you for against this one are you whatever it's like it's always has to be right or wrong for some people yeah and 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 i don't know why they care so much about somebody else's life yeah they and yeah that's the well thing. i i already know the answer to that question is because they're bored <laughs> that's that's absolutely fair yeah yeah, no, that's it's like they, they have nothing going on in their life, so they're you know they're gonna like invest the, all pick their time apart in someone else they else's... find more interesting. Yeah, but they could have been more interesting than that individual, but they didn't think of themselves that way or something. Yeah, they either didn't want want to be that interesting, or they just aren't. I think it's just like yeah, it's, it's always gonna be a matter of opinion. Like some people are just like, oh, I hate the celebrity. I go, why do you hate them? Like, oh, just because or. Same thing with like, uh, or like, oh, because of these reasons. And then the other way side of it, like, oh, I love this celebrity. Why is that? Oh, because of all these other reasons are, are, are just, I just like them in general. I'm just, like, everyone's going to have an opinion about something. It's totally fine. But yeah, I get it. Like, even when I was, again, trying to stream, it was hard. I'm like, I don't think I'm that interesting. I just want to do something that I enjoy. But yeah, the, and then, and then the weirdest, the weird thing is like when people start actually caring about like you streaming or doing whatever then they start having opinions on like what you're doing and what you're do not doing right yeah or what you and should do like, next well, or I'm just, it's like I'm, I'm just like putting my stuff out there if you like it great like but like that's if that's you don't it. that's fine you know but like it just it just uh, it's such an interesting sort of two-sided coin where you're like making money off of off of this thing but then on the other on the flip side of it sometimes you, i'm sure they don't want to not necessarily make money off of it but be that much in the public eye yeah right and like everyone they have to like hide their address or make it so that they that no one can see like where exactly they live like outside of their room if they are a streamer mm -hmm. right <laughs> but then the other side of it too is like as you get popular and people invest interest then you get the other side of that with like people invest too much interest you get like people obsessed with the celebrity you get the stalker and everything else like that oh my god oh my god I, I really don't want to deal with that shit well not even like uh, like um Philip DeFranco who I follow like on on YouTube you know only has like 6 million or just over 6 million followers and he has to like make it so that people don't know where he lives and like or where where his uh, office is too because he runs a new show <coughs> so this is crazy i do like the, these streamers that kind of don't show themselves in some ways uh so like oh there's a really popular one who does that isn't there there's like a massive oh, streamer um, that's the only one I can think of. 
I think it's Corpse where he doesn't show his face. Doesn't show his face, but he's got a very distinct low voice. Yeah. Yeah. So then you know it's him. Yeah, and he's got he's got social anxieties, and that's why he doesn't want to present that way. So I was like, no, I totally respect to that. I enjoy a streamer called Smitty. He does streaming, and he also does like YouTube channel stuff too. And I think he's very entertaining. Like he does a lot of comedy kind of style stuff, and with the people that he interacts with, the comedy really shows through. For the games they play and everything. Um, and then there's but he also shows his face doesn't show his face oh, like, show. He, he also doesn't try and hide his face he doesn't, just doesn't want to present his face so there are photos of him on the internet they're, they're located you just gotta like go through it very deeply and try and find it because there are just happened to be scenarios that people took his photo and posted it he doesn't hide it he just says he doesn't go out of his way to show it so I like that approach and then there's another streamer that I used to watch a lot of which was he was on Team Liquid when I used to play a lot of Fortnite uh, champ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like he, uh, he's just very similar. He doesn't hide his face. He's a streamer, but he just also doesn't present his face. Like he, He's he got a look to him, and you, like, you, when you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, that's champ. That's no big deal. Um, and he also has a very distinct voice, but he doesn't flaunt it in a way. Where I also find the other side of that one very interesting where some streamers will wear specific outfits and – show off on certain platforms too oh yeah just to get more streams and people oh, yeah. will buy that and i'm not shitting on that in any way oh for sure but it's just funny having people not wanting showing anything and then other people just wanting to show everything yeah and then you know uh but they also have to be really careful and make sure uh people can't figure out where they live <clears throat> which is like a weird sort of dynamic because like celebrity used to mean you know you're a movie star or a rock star yeah but now celebrity is a lot of different a lot of now. different things like where uh, you can have literally like a, a a phone and become uh popular on the internet absolutely like keeping up with the Joneses. or you don't even need a phone you can just have you can just have audio now yeah absolutely with podcasts. And, be, and yeah but and be popular because like now the idea of like keeping up with the Joneses is not just the Joneses. It's or maybe it is still the Joneses, but the Joneses is now just changing to a whole bunch of different people. Like you keep up with the ones that you're interested in. Like I have, yeah. I follow certain people uh, that inspire me for climbing videos and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. And I feel like they're in my in my mind are big celebrities. Where yeah. they actually probably are not that big. Excuse me. In all honesty, but. Because the climbing community is not that fast, they're they're a lot higher on that celebrity list than most. Yeah. Whereas like some people will think of some if they do follow climbing at all, they'll think of probably like three very big climbers in general. Like I could probably list the top three, but I won't go there anyways. But yeah. then I'm following ones that I feel are big celebrities that really inspire me, but which would be a lot lower on that list for everyone else. But everyone has their own opinion of like what they want to share, what they want to follow. Yeah. Now it's funny that we, a lot of us are followers because we even have it as a follow button of just like, we're not the ones, uh, our leaders of the pack. We're a lot more people are followers of the pack than leaders of the pack now. Oh, definitely. And, and that's fine. Not everyone, not everyone has to like lead. Um, I think just like lead is example of in your, in your own life of what you want oh. to do. But, oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm not yeah. like, yeah, not on the other side. Yeah. 
<laughs> you look so perplexed <laughs> over there. Yep. Ribbit. Ribbit. Well, should, should we, we end, end this uh, episode of Gone sure. for Ice Cream? Yeah. And we did go for ice cream this time. Or did we? Yeah, we just muted every time we munched on something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess uh, tune in next time for when we do another one. <laughs> tune in next time for another exciting episode of We Went for Ice Cream. Yeah. Toodle-oo. Ciao.